going to take a special moment with the children this morning. If we have any children in the sanctuary who would like to come forward, we'd love for you to. You can bring a parent or friend if you'd like. And if you're worshiping at home, just move a little closer to your screen. Good, we got some folks coming. And, and here's a child at heart. Yay. <laughs> come on down. And while y'all are coming down, I want to invite everybody to take a look at the front of your bulletin. I'm going to talk about this picture for a minute. Welcome. Come on up. So glad to see you this morning. Glad you brought your mom. <laughs> Have a seat. So this picture that's on the front of the bulletin, when you can look at real closely when you get back to your seat, is from a Bible that was really popular when I was little. It was called the Good News Bible. And there's a woman who drew all these pictures to go along with the scriptures. Did anybody out there have a Good News Bible with these drawings? You recognize it? Yeah. She's a very famous artist. And this is a picture of people working in the fields. And they're, they're harvesting wheat, which we make bread out of. And they're really happy. There's like a person dancing in the background. And these are sheaves of wheat. And they're happy because there's so much wheat. It's such a good harvest. But you know what's interesting is they're also working really hard. There's somebody bending over, wrapping the sheaves, and this man's tying them up, and this woman's carrying a big load. Sometimes we think about work, and we think, ugh, work is no fun. Doing chores around the house is no fun. Doing my job is no fun. But this picture reminds us that with God, when we think about doing our work for God, it can be really joyful and really happy, no matter what the job is. So these people are so happy to be working really hard for God. And this picture came at a point in the Bible when they were talking about blessing. So even work can be a blessing. Let's pray together. Loving God, we thank you for giving, thing, giving us things we can do to make the world a better place. Help us to do all things for you in the spirit of joy. Help us to be thankful even for the work and the chores because we do them for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. So good to see you and all of you who joined us online. Thank you for your patience as I get myself situated. I love the opening line of this psalm, Psalm 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with shouts of joy. This picture on the cover of our bulletin captures a little bit of that joy that I hear in this psalm, the dancing, the happiness. The people of Israel in this psalm are remembering a moment of great joy. What is that moment that they're remembering? Most likely, it's the moment that they got to come home after being away in exile for decades 
This is a moment of homecoming. If you know some of the story, the people of Israel had lived in the promised land and prospered. But then in the 6th century BCE, the Babylonian army came storming through the land, burned the temple down, burned the crops, and dragged away thousands of people into exile and captivity in Babylon. After decades of that exile, the Babylonians were overtaken by the Persians, and the new emperor, Cyrus the Great, stepped onto the throne and declared that all the captives could go home. But the Israelites understood that this was a gift and a blessing from God, that they were being returned to their homeland. And so, at the beginning of this psalm, they remember how the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion and how we danced and celebrated and laughed and shouted with joy on that day. But then we get to verse 4, and we realize that it's a different moment now for the Israelites. There's trouble again. They find themselves once again in hard times. This time it's not an invading army, it's a drought. The farmers have gone out to plant their seeds to sow their crops, and nothing is being produced because there's been no rain. And so once again, they turn to God with that same wording at the beginning of the psalm, restore our fortunes, O God, do it again, God. Rescue us, save us, for we are once again in trouble and we need your help. This is a prayer of the people of God, remembering what God has done for them in the past and pleading to God for help in a new moment of trial and trouble. And this psalm invites us to step into their place in the psalm and to think about those times in our own lives when we've been in a similar moment. As we talk about drought, I can't help but think about our neighbors to the west of us and the devastating drought that's being experienced out west. So devastating, they're talking of rationing water in the months ahead. And so we remember and pray for those who are experiencing drought. I'm not a farmer, I'm not a gardener, but I know how totally dependent our farmers and our gardeners are on the rain and the weather. And so I hear their prayers in this psalm, this ancient psalm. But I also think about this moment that we're in together as a church and as a society. It feels very familiar to where the Israelites are in this moment. You know, five or six months ago, our worship staff got together and, and planned our scripture readings and our themes for upcoming months. And as we looked ahead to the month of September, we thought, oh, it's back to school season. And we'll be well through this pandemic by then, and we can have a homecoming celebration and, and invite people to come back to church and have potluck dinners. And, and so we chose this theme of a homecoming dance for the first three weeks of September. And we all know what happened. The Delta variant spiked. and. We needed to do the right thing and go back to wearing masks and being careful and limiting our gatherings together, especially our indoor gatherings. And so we find ourselves once again in a moment of praying to God for rescue, to get us through this moment, to bring us back together so we can have a, a homecoming like we dream of. 
by the way, we're sticking to the plan to talk about dancing and homecoming. Because regardless of what season we're in, there is always call for the people of God to dance. So we didn't want to let that go. But we are in that kind of moment where it's three steps forward and then trouble again, two steps back. So we hear the prayers of these Israelites as our own. And maybe you have experiences in your own life of a a good health diagnosis only to find a year later that the scans are no longer clear or your numbers have gone up. Or a journey you've been on where you've had great moments of triumph and celebration and then once again, trouble comes. So we stand with the Israelites in this prayer of Psalm 126. And we look to them because even in this brief little psalm, they show us the way. They show us how to pray through times like this. The first thing they do is to remember the deliverance of the past, to remember those moments of great joy and mouths filled with laughter, to remember the faithfulness of God. And there's an invitation to us to look back on our lives as individuals, as a people, and say, yes, in that moment, God rescued me. God provided. And remember those moments of joy and laughter. One of the practices I'm trying to do right now in my journal is to to write down things that I'm grateful for and ways that I see God at work every day so I can point to the faithfulness and goodness of God that I know even in times of trouble. So we remember and recall. And then as we look at verses 4 and 5, we see these people of God going out into the fields with their bags of seeds and sowing anyway. They go out to plant their seeds even as they're weeping. Maybe the tears that they shed, even as they're continuing to do the work that they're called to do, help to water the ground and nourish the crop. And so we too are called in moments like this to continue putting one foot in front of the other, to continue doing the work that we know we're called to do, to let the tears flow as they need to, and to trust that God receives those tears and receives the seeds that we are planting. As I think about those who continue to be faithful and do the work that they're called to do, I can't help but think about all of those the folks that we now call the essential workers, the people who worked in the factories to to pack and prepare the meat that got to the grocery store and those faithful people who stacked the shelves and continued to work in those grocery stores at the height of the pandemic so that I could have pork tenderloin to serve to my family at night. All of those people faithfully doing their work in the midst of trouble I think about all of the healthcare workers, the nurses, the doctors, the respiratory therapists, all the hospital staffs who continue to stay at the bedside of people who had no access to other visitors. Their steadiness and faithfulness to sow the seeds, even through their tears. And teachers 
and parents and administrators finding creative ways so that our children and students could continue to learn. And on those days when they were so weary, they got up and did the work anyway. And all of you and the work that you do, how faithfully you have continued to do that work and trust that it had meaning and that you were doing it for the sake of the kingdom of God. And I just have to take this opportunity to praise God and thank God for our amazing church staff. To a person, every person on this church staff is faithful and dedicated and supports one another. And I have been amazed at how they've continued to be creative and do a plan C, plan D, plan E as the pandemic changes and trust that the, so, the seeds that we are sowing together as a congregation will bear fruit that we can't even imagine today. So we join those Israelites in continuing to sow the seeds, doing the work. And then like them, we lift up our eyes and open our ears to hear the last proclamation of this psalm. I don't know where it comes from, most of the psalm is the prayer of the people, but then there's this voice that speaks. Maybe it's the voice of God saying, those who go out weeping shall return with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. The psalm ends in a promise that God will provide, that God who has been faithful in the past will be faithful again. And so with this word of hope, we have what we need to continue sowing the seeds. And the special invitation that's hidden in the psalm for us as the people of God is to remember that we get to be part of God's promise. We get to be part of the fulfilling of God's promise to make sure that all of those essential workers who are working so hard every day are, are being paid a fair wage to be sure that those who work around us feel supported and loved and are, are paid fairly and treated fairly, that all those who plant the seeds can reap an abundant harvest. May it be so, my friends, for we are the people of God today. Go in faith, continuing to sow the seeds, and trust that God will have for us and for all people an abundant harvest. Amen.